Hello. Hello. Um, thanks, David and, and Alti. Um, you've made me wait a whole year before I get to hear you sing, mate. <laughs> um, thanks, for, thanks for sharing your gift with us today. And, and Carolyn as well, not to <laughs> disregard your efforts. And sorry if I'm leaving anyone out. The band, you guys did fantastic. Um, yeah, um, I'm just going to pray again. Uh, thanks, David, but I'm just going to pray again. Dear Father in heaven, absolutely just wrap us in your arms of love um, as we go through and process this tragedy. And Lord, uh, be with us here today through your Holy Spirit. Um, we just invite you into the very depths of our hearts. We pray this in your loving, blessed name, Jesus. Amen. Um, maybe you've got the, the gist of it or the vibe, or maybe you've sensed something's a little bit different this week. But for those who don't know, last Saturday <coughs> evening we experienced a tragedy. We lost a beautiful, a caring young man by the name of Ryan Campbell through suicide, unfortunately. And I really want to affirm Fremantle Church, all of you guys, for binding together with support and love around, around not, not just Heather and her family, but also each other. And it's those things that are just those glimmers or silver linings through tragedies like this. And I want to apologize um, to the young guys in advance. Um, the last couple of weeks, I've really tried to involve you guys in the service, and I just want to apologize today. This sermon's not really going to be like that, and I'm sorry about it. <laughs> um, because the truth is, this week I struggled with what to say. What do I preach about? What do I say in, in regards to something like this, this tragedy? Something that I knew happened in this messed up world, but something that I never thought would happen so close to home. What do I say following a tragedy of losing someone so young, so beautiful, so caring, so full of potential like Ryan Campbell? So I'm just asking you to bear with me today as I try to say something, anything. I believe there's been a huge misrepresentation or perhaps a lack of understanding on the effect that death has on us and yes, God. We often think of our own grief and our own sorrow and that, that is appropriate and I affirm that, absolutely. And it's needed for this process of healing. But for the moment today, I'd like you to, to think on death and its effect on God. We have journeyed for a couple weeks in the, into the dimensions of God's love and I believe the truth contributes to those dimensions of God's love. 
and the character of God in a significant way. You see, popular culture has presented death as something that God benefits from, something that actually heals a gap between God and what he previously had with humanity. Popular culture will actually suggest that when somebody dies, he goes immediately into the presence of God and that previous to death, God was somehow restricted with his interaction with us. Popular culture would suggest that death somehow heals this separation with God and God benefits when someone dies. I struggle with that idea. I believe it's actually an affront and an offence to the character and the nature of God. I believe the truth is that when someone dies, not only is it painful for us as friends and family, but it's also painful for God because he no longer gets to interact with his beloved creation. The person is not lost to the heart or the memory of God, but is as an active, thinking, loving, caring, talking human being, the person no longer exists. The language of the Bible is sleep. When someone passes away, they don't have an awareness of time or waiting. The person remains unconscious until the resurrection. And in truth, God himself is deprived of that companionship. Along with us, the grieving family and friends, death actually robs us and God of the friendship of his loved ones. In the Bible, we have a story in John chapter 11. In John chapter 11, there's this story of a guy, and you might know his name. His name is Lazarus. Lazarus and Jesus were good mates, the best mates, in fact. They were so close that Jesus, and I've said this before, Jesus would often go to Lazarus' place to hang out, spend time with, with Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. He would often go to that town, and whenever he was at that town, he would stay with Lazarus. And some of us might even remember the story in John chapter 11 where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. But if we pay careful attention, before Lazarus is raised from the dead, we find the shortest verse in all of the Bible. It simply says, Jesus wept. Given that Jesus is God in the flesh, this incident of him weeping reveals something very interesting to us. Jesus, God himself, identifies and feels pain and suffering. Jesus knew Lazarus was not going to remain dead, but still the heartache and the anguish and the pain of his friends and Lazarus' surviving family brought Jesus to tears. 
This is exactly what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. In fact, exactly what we were talking about last week. With God feeling what we feel. His empathy for each of us. He feels what we feel every second of every minute of every day. And we use that example of closeness. When you're close to somebody, we as humans feel the, the feelings of somebody close to us, right? And parents, you know this more than anyone. When your child hurts, you hurt. And so it is with God, our Heavenly Father. He hurts with His children. When grief batters our hearts and wets our eyes, God hurts because we hurt. But there's more to God's grief than just that. God's grief is not only a response of the heart to the pain we experience. God himself is wounded and pained by the separation caused by death. Death interrupts God's own conversation and interaction with his children. This is why death in scripture is described as one of the great enemies This is why you have examples of the warning in Genesis 1 and 2. Don't eat of the fruit lest you die. God doesn't want them to die. And then Genesis chapter 3, when sin and death enter into the world, God is right there with the gospel message to go, this isn't the end. And then it climaxes in the gospel message of Jesus' death on the cross to pay the price for our death. And then in Revelation, God promises to wipe away every tear from our eyes and promises that there will be no more death or sorrow or crying. God endeavoured throughout Scripture and history to do away with death. The biblical view of death addresses the reality of pain. And for those of us surviving the death of a loved one, the immediate reality is grief and hurt. And in every death, one of the survivors, one of the mourners is God himself. There is no benefit to God in death. Instead, God enters into the very depth and grief. In fact, our purest and deepest grief and pain are just a faint reflection, I believe, of God's grief and pain. But God doesn't stop there. He he gives us hope. Jesus says this, he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore and I hold the keys of hell and death because I live, you shall also live. Not only does God share in the pain and the suffering and the passing of a loved one, but he also shares in the hope and the resurrection when we will be made new and perfect God reveals his closeness 
to Ryan and to us through this incredible verse found in Psalms 34, verse 18. And in Psalms 34, verse 18, it simply says this. The Lord is near to those who are brokenhearted and saves such who are crushed in spirit. This works on two levels. Yes, God is with us in our grief, with our sorrow in Ryan's passing. He is feeling what we're feeling. And on a second level, God was near to Ryan in his brokenheartedness. And I believe will save Ryan despite his crushed spirit. I take great hope in, the, in that promise from our loving God and I pray you do today as well. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Jesus, our God and our friend, you wept at the death of Lazarus as you are weeping at the passing of our beloved Ryan. You know our sorrows, you know our pains, you know our sadness. We pray that you bind the wounds of our hearts with your love and through the mystery of this pain, you bring us into closer communion with you and one another. We pray this in your loving, blessed name, Jesus. Amen.